Test, test, one, two. Test. Good evening. Welcome to House of Power Outreach. And we're excited to uh, just have you guys with us. I pray you had a blessed evening, blessed time to listen to Pastor Rita last night. It's session two on not worrying. And it is such a blessing. If you haven't got a chance to uh, hear that, go to our HOPO Church uh, uh, YouTube channel and, and really check those out. Listen to those two back to back, just ministering and steps of, of overcoming worry. And in, in, in this time like this, the trauma of worry is, is, uh, can really turn into a mental illness if you're not careful to hand your mind over to Christ. And, and she is really just, uh, just laying it down step by step on being victorious over your mind, over your circumstances, over your situation. It, it is just a, a blessing. And again, especially when the entire world, if, if left to your own devices, it, this will turn into a absolute trauma. And so we, we get the hand of God to keep us from coming to that. And that's just a great teaching, great scriptures uh, of just being able to be victorious. Uh, we do point you to our uh, church website, hoplchurch.org. Go there. And, uh, again, scale up and down those ministries. Pray of those ministries. Lift those ministries up before God. Uh, pray and see where God has called you to be uh, and, and being a part of the team. And we welcome any and all Comers that have been led by the Spirit to join the team in any way, shape, form, or fashion, uh, we just we just welcome you. Uh, we also pray uh, for for anyone that has any needs or, or things that you got going on in your life. Please uh, send us a text or email uh, if you have a prayer request. We want to lift up the people with you and together and and believe God over the situations that you've got uh, going forth in your life. And I just pray and believe that God is going to meet every need. And, and so I just thank God for that. We also have the donate board button. And we thank you that God has just used the entire church body here and just been such a blessing that we're able to keep having service and keep bringing forth messages uh, just from the gener generosity of our church members and church people, uh, even people that don't go here. It's been just such a blessing and, and it's the increase of God. We know God is going to honor you as you honor him and he will bless the work of your hand. I believe that everything you put your hands to do shall prosper. Let God purpose in your heart what you should give. God loves a cheerful giver and nothing uh, creates more joy than the power of agreement. And when you and God are in agreement over what you are giving. And so we welcome you to do so. Be in prayer, be in worship as you do so, that we may receive your earthly gift. But God is receiving your faith over all of the things you're believing for him to do in your life. Uh, so let's enter into prayer and then we're going to jump in the word. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the blessings of God. That We just thank you for the overtaking of your word, that double portion of wisdom that's coming upon us. And, and we just believe that we are receivers of it right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, I decrease, you increase. Let your word be true, Lord God, to every man, every hearer, have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. 
In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, we're praying in the kingdom. We're going to pray kingdom-led prayers, praying in the kingdom, uh, and then flowing. It, this is all about flowing in the Spirit. And, and so we want to have that spiritual flow uh, that God has called us to in our prayer life. And that, this way, your prayer time doesn't get all jagged and, and, and confused. And you war in the daytime, you rest in his arms in the nighttime, and you have peaceful. Uh, like I said, if you have a better night, you're going to have a better day. And, and so you, you go and you rest in his arms at night and you walk in faith and you stand in faith in the daytime and you allow God to minister to you and through you and, and begin to purpose in you through dreams. Throughout all the scriptures, we see where people had dreams and they were uh, awakened in their, from, in their dreams with, with these very messages from God. So sleep is a good thing. Rest is a good thing. Amen. Uh, in Romans chapter 14, verse 17 through 18. For the kingdom of God is not a, a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For whoever serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. So it is the Holy Spirit, it is the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit that we please God and we're approved by men. And we have to be, and I say this to young people, but also I think adults too, the best way to please a person best way to please them is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. The best way to get their approval is you stand in your righteous uh, favor of God and walk honorable to the word of God. They will approve of you because you are honoring your convictions and your covenant with God. You will not get their approval siding with them. You will not get their approval walking in of parts of unbelief and doubt and compromise more than you will if you will sell out to the word of God and say, this is who I am and this is what I am. Men will approve of you. People will approve of you for your stand with God and not letting go. I believe today people are looking for someone that is complete, people that are committed to the word of God. They're looking for something to follow, something to believe. But when we act like the world, when we act like the Holy Spirit isn't, isn't there, when we lose that fellowship with the characteristics of the Holy Spirit, we lose that approval of people. People begin to say, you're no different than I am. And that's a dangerous place because you may have accepted Christ and you just may be in a, in a dry spot, but, and they may not accept Christ because they think, well, if that's the way it is, that's, I guess I'm okay. And so what we have to do is get this part back. So look at these characteristics. The Holy Spirit operates as a flow like a river, according to what we read in John 7 and 38, that it is the, the Holy Spirit in us is like a spring of living water. So we have access to these characteristics of the Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy. We have all that access by way of the Holy Spirit. Now, and here's a common Christian statement, and, and it, you know, you hear people say, well, uh, I don't have any peace about it when they don't want to do something, right? Or they, not, they don't want to do something or they don't feel comfortable doing something. And, and it's not necessarily that that's wrong. I'm not even saying that that's wrong. What I am saying is instead of talking about what you don't have peace about because that is not a characteristic of the Holy Spirit, talk about what you do have peace about. You know, if someone asks you, let's say, yeah, just something simple, hey, I, I want you to go to this movie with me, and you go, well, I don't have peace about it. No, just say, no, I have more peace about staying home. 
Don't talk about what you don't have because what you don't have has got nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like what I do have. I have peace with the Holy Spirit of staying home for the evening. And it's just a way of we, we message ourselves differently and we take ourselves out of the characteristics of God. When these characteristics are missing, though, it will disrupt our flow in, this, in life, especially when it's time to pray. When we're not, when we don't have the flow of righteousness, peace, and joy, our prayer life is disrupted with conflict and confrontation. There's no rest in the evening time. We're not resting in his arm because we've been spending the day outside of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, without the righteousness, we're disturbed in our walk. Without peace, we're disturbed in our mind. And without joy, we're disrupted in our soul. And so you have to come back and go, Holy Spirit, I've missed out on you today. I repent. Let's get together. I do not want to lay down in this disorder because I'll wake up unorganized. That is the purpose of God. And so he says, I left my spirit. That's what Jesus said. I must go away that the comforter may come. That you can understand I've called you to be comforted in your decisions. Not disrupt. We see people like it's just, it was just such a struggle. And no, no, no. Righteousness, peace, and joy is not struggle. That, that, that should bring comfort to you that you've been uh, pressed into the spirit of God. And he's given you righteousness, peace, and joy in that direction of what you are deciding on. It is extremely important that we sit in his presence before speaking a word in prayer. Because sitting in his presence gets us aligned, gets us back in order, gets us back under that direction of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because again, again, if I start praying outside of the characteristics, the character of my prayer is a fight and not intimacy. Not fellowship with God. Psalm 1611 says, in his presence is the fullness of joy and pleasures evermore. In his presence. Before you open your mouth, get in his presence. Let there be a time. It is a, it's the fullness of the joy. So no matter how much we get on our knees about things, we must first get before God to strengthen us in the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. We are only getting in posture if you have not been walking in the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And just because you can get like this or get like this or do that, that does not mean you're in fellowship. And fellowship says, God, whatever was going on today, I get rid of that. I want to enter into this righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit if you haven't been doing it all day. So if I haven't been doing it all day, then to say you right now tonight, you lay down, you say, God, thank you, I repent for not being in my fellowship with you today, but I want to lay down in fellowship with you. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Doesn't have anything to do with fear, worry, unbelief, doubt, and disobedience. Doesn't have anything to do with that. Righteousness, peace, you, you are filled with his spirit. But just because you're filled with his spirit doesn't necessarily mean that you've walked in it. We have to consciously, Holy Spirit, I welcome you to take an or I walk in the order of my steps today, according to Psalms 37 and 23. So in other words, kneel before God, not because of a problem, but because you have a relationship with him. Right? Prayer, pray without ceasing. I've been saying this for weeks now. Pray without ceasing means I'm in fellowship with you. Regardless of what's going on, I want to kneel before God. I want to lay in his presence. I want to be one because we have a, we have a relationship. It is a, it is a kingdom-type relationship. You're, that's, that's praying in the kingdom. 
That's kingdom mentality. That's God's rule. That's God's ways is that you will be intimate with him. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through 33, it says, Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans strive after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So there's, there's a power in order. If, if, if you do things out of order, you'll become disorganized. Out of order, if we take things out of place. Listen to this. Our world will become upside down when we put things before God. Like one of my friends said, see the king first. See the king. Spend time, fellowship with the king first. And all the other stuff will be added. He knows what you need. He knows that. He knows that intimacy, and he says that there's no need for you to keep repetitiously telling him what you need. He knows that. Then he goes into and says, continue asking when it comes to purposes, dreams, and walking in your vision. Continue in that. Why? Strive in that. The needs I know about. Thank you, Father, for meeting my needs. Go ahead and tell him what the needs are. And you don't have to say, keep going back, God, are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I know your needs. What I want you to strive in is your purpose in our relationship together. I want you to come to me. I want us to be in fellowship together. I want you to understand when you pray, it's a kingdom-moving prayer time. It is in our time that we pray. So it is out of order to make the present more important than being in his presence. And sometimes, you know, if you show up with your present situation, the thing that's on your mind the most, and you miss out on coming to his presence because you got the present on your mind, God will be there. He says, I'm the same yesterday, today, forever. But let's fellowship so I can get your mind right so we can have this time together in prayer. It is the power of God is that relationship. So this will totally change what we trust because instead of trusting God, when I come to him, what's presently bothering me, I will no longer be trusting God that he heard me. I won't trust God till I see something that he heard me. But when I come into his presence and I'm just wanting to be with him, I know he hears me. I know he hears me. When I come with my conditions, with my present circumstances, I'm waiting to see something to make sure he heard me. God is saying, no, we, we have a better relationship than that. Our relationship was, is greater than that. So I, I have to make sure I, I'm always, that prayer should always be about God. Anything else is a distraction. It should always be about God. So quit hiding in problems and start hiding in his presence. Let, it, let him be your hiding place. Let him be the place that you run to. So if we're putting things before the presence of God, that usually means life is too loud, too busy, and too important to hear from God. Silence is not passive. Waiting, it is, waiting is powerfully listening to the Most High God. As we said, he's not in the fire, he's not in the wind. He's in a still, small voice. He's not in the earthquake. He's in a still, small voice. You've got to get close to somebody in order to hear them whisper. 
In fact, if they're whispering, that means they're speaking in terms of like a breath, an air. And we know in Genesis 2, 7, when God breathed in Adam, Adam became a living soul. So the minute your soul gets disrupted, remember your soul feels lifeless, feels unwanted, feels uncomfortable. Get close to the Father. Let the whisper happen. So God's voice is loudest when the things in this world, uh, when the world in our life is quiet. Tell those things to be quiet. I'm, I'm here to hear from God. James 4.8 gives us directions in order how to do that. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And we talked about even last, last service on last Sunday that the cares mean, the, care, the word cares means divided mind. It means division. And when your mind is divided, when you're double-minded, there cannot, you can't take any more on you. This is why this is where people get frustrated, get mad, get angry, and blow up because their mind is, is divided. There's a split. And just like any container, when there's a split, the more you put in it, the more the split's going to happen. You must obey what you know and do what you know before any more new revelation will come to you. This is why God keeps coming back to you with the same message over and over again. He says, obey what I've told you, and we'll get beyond this point. I, I'm, you, you put me in a position, I can't give you any more revelation. Your capacity is full. Your bandwidth, you can't take anymore. You're out of storage. You're out of memory. I need you to live out what's within you to make room for what I want to bring you through. In order to hear the still small voice, we have to get close to the mouth of God. And at the mouth of God, God's word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. How do I get close to God? God's word is exactly what proceeds out of his mouth. And the closer we are to his word, the louder his voice will be in our hearing. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How can I hear from God? Get in his word and, 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 the, and that magnifies the voice of God because you are putting that in you. When you put the word in you, now you got something in your gut. Your people say, go with your gut. But a lot of people can't go with their gut because there's nothing in their gut. Put the word in your gut and you'll have something to go with. The still small voice could be as audible as a whisper. Audible as a whisper, as I said before, is like the breath. And the breath that he breathed into Adam became a living soul. And God wants to breathe in you so that that job won't become the place where you feel like you can't breathe. feel like you're being suffocated by management and suffocated by coworkers. And you're like, God, just get me out of here. He said, if you would let me breathe in you while you are there, they will see your soul alive. They will see the blessings of God. God, this house, I can't take them. I'm doing all this stuff. Let me breathe on you. Let me whisper to you. Quit letting the circumstances be too loud. I will hear you, and you will hear me. The way God speaks is evidence that, that, what, that he wants us to be close to him because he loves us that much. He wouldn't be whispering if he didn't want us close to him. He wouldn't be in a still, small voice if he didn't want us close to him. God is in a still, small voice because he wants us close to him. Don't follow from afar. The example of someone falling from afar was Peter. And when Peter followed from afar, the next thing you found out Peter was doing was denying Christ. Don't get way back in your following Christ that I'll get close to Jesus when things get close to me. No, no, be always close walking to God. Because when things get close to you before you're close to God, then you have nothing to fight with. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10 Love it, as Pastor Rita quoted this last night. It says, then Nehemiah told them, go and eat 
what is, what is rich, drink what is sweet, and send out portions to those who have nothing prepared, since today is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Prayer is a time of relationship and fellowship with God. So bringing forth what weakens us should be laid before God and moved away from in favor of fellowship with the Father for strength. If you're bringing all the stuff to God, and this is, I'm just talking about times of intimacy, and yes, lay your petitions before God. Pray. But again, your relationship with God should be a time of intimacy. Your problems make you weak. Your situations make you weak. The Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. How can I say I'm strong? Nehemiah 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God, give me joy. That's my strength. I know what I'm going through, but I've got the joy of the Lord. That's my strength. I want to come to God, and I want to give him my full strength of intimacy, my full strength of fellowship. I don't want to be weakened by my circumstances when it comes to my relationship with Christ. In Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12 through 13, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desired, desire fulfilled is a tree of life. He who despises instructions will pay the penalty. But the one who respects a command will receive, will be rewarded. Right? Hebrews eleven six 6, it says God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It is impossible to seek God without instructions. He's going to keep giving you instructions. He's going to show him that that's who he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you get if you don't like the instructions, right, there's a penalty to pay for the unknown. If you're driving and you don't know the speed limit and you're just driving and the instructions are, have not been made available to you or they were made available to you and you just kept going anyway, there's a penalty. They're gonna, you're going to get pulled over. There's a penalty to pay. But this, this hope deferred is unrelenting disappointments. It's multiple disappointments. And again, 2020, this has been the year for that. Multiple disappointments, multiple things that have just happened over and over again. However, it says that don't let it go that far. Those disappointments can be devastating if allowed to consume our mind. It will spread a, spread a sickness that goes through the heart. One filled desire can bring so much life, and submitting to God's word is valuable instructions that brings, for, brings forward the rewards of blessing and wisdom. Here he is. It's, it's trusting God. It's bringing forth. God, uh, that this thing, that these disappointments that seem to keep coming on a daily basis, I, I pray protection over my heart. Now I turn from being disappointed to the kingdom living of the Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy. That the disappointments can't overtake me when I'm sitting in your spirit and sitting in your presence. I will fulfill my role of walking with the precious Holy Spirit and be in the flow where the river of righteousness, peace, and joy flows. That's my life. That's my prayer. That's my kingdom. That's the rule of God. That's not just a coincidence. It's not a one time. That's my rule is to walk in that authority. So let's pray over you. Let's pray together and, and let's, let's believe God for the, for the kingdom in you to flow. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, as you've given us the identity of righteousness, peace, and joy, Lord, we come to you with that heart 
the, the expectations and feeling of walking in the Spirit of God. And we refuse to let anything get in the way of that standard of our prayer life. So, Father God, we hand our heart over you. We hand our circumstance to you. And before I get down on my knees and start getting into my petitions, that, Lord God, that I want to get in your presence. I want to experience that, that the joy of the Holy Spirit. And, and I know you're going to meet my needs, but, Lord, I, I want to make sure I'm spending real quality time with you and my fellowship with you is growing. And, Lord God, I thank you for the authority of your word coming forth right now greater and magnified, been magnified in our heart, soul, mind, and body like never before. I thank you for the strength in prayer. I thank you for the direction. I thank you, God, that we're excited about the instructions that you're bringing our way. We thank you that instructions also means direction. That, Lord God, that you are fulfilling the purpose and promises that I am in the flow of God. Now, Lord God, I receive, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And all the revelations of what comes with it. All the revelations. I've received my cup overflowing of the Holy Spirit to walk in righteousness, peace, and joy in every and all circumstances that come my way. I will never again pray because of the present, Lord God, that I will spend time in fellowship with you because of your presence. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for hearing us. We believe, we receive, we, I thank you for the mighty move of God because the violent power of God's people moving in the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I can't wait to see what all happens. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys. And we just bless you and we'll see you next time.